Or like a minute and a half ago. Steven Tyler was belting out the final tunes of Walk This Way there. Um, I, I don't care, dude. It makes no difference in my day. You know what I, I'm uh, saying? I see, like, that stuff would make me crazy. Like, that would be like, like now I'd be okay now, right. but like, like waiting for like somebody to get here and like and be like it would make me absolutely crazy. So then I then feel like that's how I make everybody else feel when I do things like that, which I think most people should live like that. Yes, I mean having a sense of empathy and like a thought of like how your <laughs> hey, your behavior impacts others. Sorry yes. about you, buddy. Yes, I yes. feel like I think more people could adapt that. Yeah, me. the world would probably be a little bit better of a place there. Um, but there's a huge difference from me being in this position and you being in this position ten years ago. You're not on hard drugs i know this was like a well dude either a his alarm didn't go off or b you know that's a fair point you know what i'm saying like there's a huge difference i mean there. dude there were times i mean i had to knock on the door I at like 2 30 like bro we start in a half hour are you coming i didn't i didn't think you were dead i was like well maybe something but i was like no well he's not see, you know he's not he's, he's not overdosed in his living room not quite that many cheese sticks yet <laughs> you know what i mean where nobody thinks it's like heart attack and dead no it was alarm related i feel like i woke up and i was like Oh my god! I like looked at my alarm clock. I was like, "Well, that's strange. I should be at work by now." What, what, what and I was here? like, "Oh, so maybe you should get out of the bed yeah. right now and, <laughs> and go." And then I think I realized, like, as I was walking out, that I had not set the alarm before I went to bed last night. Now a lot of people are going to say, "Why don't you just use your cell phone?" Right. When I do that, I end up playing on my phone. Like I, the the amount of times now that I go to sleep and the cell phone's not even in the bedroom is a lot. Like a lot of times I'll just leave it on the counter and. In the kitchen. Like, I'll just grab it in the morning when I'm on my way to work. I'm going into the bedroom now. I don't want to be on the thing all night. I don't want to be on Twitter all night. I don't want to be on Facebook all night. And so sometimes I'll just leave it outside of the bedroom, and I actually use my alarm clock. And uh, I just, well, it was a bad system. <laughs> I, I was going to say, you might have to think and rethink this. I might have to go back to the cell phone because it was not a good system. How are you today? Uh, pretty good, man. Pretty good. Nothing really too eventful yesterday in the afternoon. But I will say, um, people who are just like hung up on watching this Hurricane Harvey thing, I don't get that, man. I saw people yesterday talking about, like, dude, I spent four hours watching Isn't it, it staying engaged four. in what's going on? Um, you, you, Listen, I'm not saying don't be engaged, but I'm just saying, like, watching something like that for four hours just seems like the most emotionally draining thing I could possibly do. And, like, what am I, how am hmm. I being engaged? Like, if it's one thing to know that, like, hey, it's still hitting. Hey, Houston's underwater. Houston's underwater. You need, you know, uh, we need to make donations. We need to make, you know, uh, you know blood drives and all these different things. There's a million yeah. different ways to Our help. new sales manager's parents live there, and he's like trying to evacuate them now. Oh, dude, I, I can only imagine. Yeah. And I didn't realize it's like this. a mess. Um, like two kids that I went to high school with, neither of them, you know, well, I mean, they know each other, but neither of them they didn't go down there together, but they just happened to be living in Houston at this time. And like being able to follow along with them, at least it's been like, hey, here's like personal stories and things like that. But people were just sitting there watching like CNN or Fox News for four hours yesterday, just nonstop hurricane coverage. I, I listen, I'm not saying. You can't do it. Do whatever the hell you want with your life. But it just to me, I'm just like, how do you uh, like? I, I don't know. I just, I to me, it just, it just felt so exhausting. It felt so like there was a million times I'm like, oh my god, how sad is that? And I can only do that so much. Yeah, I, I mean, because people don't pay attention to the news 
when it's not something like this as much as they are with this. so of you course. are getting off on this somehow right there's an entertainment value to it and there's, that's not that's not right i mean it's it's i'm with you on that we all stop and look at a car crash sure like, I, I i'd be a liar to say that i was above above like the entertainment of the misfortune of others but it, there is there's something almost macabre about it where you're just sitting there yeah and like oh my god look at those senior citizens waist deep in water oh my god well, like in james woods you know him right yeah. The actor. Yeah. Now he's like a pretty deep in the Trump camp type yeah. guy, and so like some of his tweets, you just got to be like, oh my god, because like he's nuts. But like too he's, far like, one side, right? Yeah. So he tweeted out a picture of a shark swimming up a freeway yesterday, and I was like, bro, that's not real. No, that's been fake for quite a while. That's there. been fake for a long time now, and I couldn't tell because then he's like, after that, he's like posting this Keith Olbermann tweet where he's just screaming the word Nazi, and I was like, that's fake too. And then so he says he acknowledges that one's fake. So it's like, well, did you know the shark one was fake though? Because you never acknowledge that well and i guess the thing with the shark and like i saw it yesterday too and a lot of people were like i can't believe how stupid people are but like is it really that much of a stretch to well think- at first i was like is that happening? Well, right. <laughs> and then I, I mean, was, and then, then I thought about it. And I was like, that can't be right. I mean, like, you know, a shark. You know, it's it's a relatively small sized shark in the picture. It's not like it's a great white or anything like that. I mean, a shark's out in the Gulf of Mexico, right? Sure. And all that stuff's getting brought in sure. by the hurricane, right? Yeah. I mean, it's not out of. That's why I had to think right. about it because I was like, well, it's not. I, like, I mean, there are gators swimming through people's houses of right course, now. So dude, I mean, like, that, you know, that, there's that guy grabbed a catfish out of his living room. Yeah. So, like, why is why is it why is a shark like no? possible way you're an idiot for thinking that <laughs> yeah no I, I i'm with you on that but i uh i mean i did i had to like take a, a second take of that i was like i i don't buy into that one i um you know it's 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 nationwide news and there's definitely you know a, a million different ways that people can help out but that's one of those things blizzards suck and i mean there's no doubt about it but thank god we don't live by hurricanes oh yeah no that's brutal that ain't coming off lake erie no, you know I, what i mean i had a buddy who lived in florida and did radio in florida and he was like dude every couple of months he was boarding up his house and he was like yeah we're heading inland i'm like what people were like why didn't all these people leave and it's like well dude when you get a tropical depression every other day every other week well people are murdering the mayor right now because he didn't evacuate the city and it's like there are times where honestly putting more people now i don't know if this is one of those times but there are times where putting more people on the street is actually the worst idea you can do right i mean because you're either a going to be in your home and dealing with the hurricane flood or you're going to be in your car on the streets and dealing with the hurricane flood i mean six million people live in houston so it's like you try to get them all out at the same time. And listen, I don't know if the mayor made the right call, the wrong call. Or I have whatever, no idea, but I know I'm not in the business of judging that. Right? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm glad I don't have. To I make mean, that like call. FEMA's involved. I mean, again, we work with somebody whose whose husband works for FEMA, and he's like, dude, he packed up, and he's like saying he's like down course, in Texas now, like two, three months. He told her he's like, I'm gonna be gone three months. To deal with this. So, I mean, do there are people making the, it's not like the mayor was just kick back, cigar in mouth, <laughs> boss hog style, like let them drown. Like, I can't imagine that's what happened. Now, we have seen government like fall down on a major level. Look at what happened in Flint. You know what I mean? So, things do fall down on a major level. But I'm with you. It, it does seem like people love the news when this, it's like a sex scandal or this. You know what I mean? It's like, were we all paying attention to the news during the no. during the wars? It's boring. No, I'm not watching that. You know what I mean? No, we just scream about it. I, I don't know if you're watching it that Something happened in the building yesterday, and I'm not mad about it. Okay. But I was, as a guy who does not like to get offended, I can't even say I was offended, but I was. I was like, that's not, you shouldn't, maybe, 
yeah, don't say. And like somebody said something to me yesterday I wasn't wild about. And I, I don't know if I'm making too much of a deal out of it. So, I, Fanton, you need to help me out with this. And we'll do that next on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Online for you, WRQK.com. Coming up at 9 o'clock is New Tour Tuesday. You're getting brand new Taylor Swift, new Luke Bryan, new POD, and we actually do have a local artist for you today. I sent that to Fantone last night, so we'll get that on the air for you as well. I was going to tell you this story about how I got offended by somebody I work with yesterday by something they had said, and I don't think they were trying to offend me. They were just, you know, but it was like, man, that's kind of like a low dig. But I'm hearing now... And this is probably more important and more interesting to you. That it was what three BMVs were shot up last night. Yeah, including the North Canton location. I heard the North. I heard the cruiser got shot up. Um. Well, uh, it, we got a couple of different things there. And okay. As far as I see, we've got three different BMV locations. You know, the the Bureau of Motor Vehicles, including the North Canton. Um, windows were blasted out. Nobody injured. Um, a trooper's patrol car at the at, at the at the state highway patrol area had a window shot out as well last night. I don't know if those are one hundred percent connected to each other. They're being reported by the same dude though, and that's where it's kind of like, well, I, I don't I don't know. Yeah, it's interesting what the circumstances of that. I mean, are. it just seems like a weird target. The BMVs definitely seem like a weird target to shoot up uh, while they're closed. Um, Again, this. I, I mean, if it happened during the day, I would think, okay, disgruntled husband, wife's work, works there. Yeah, but why would you do three of them? Why would you go to Cuyahoga right. Falls? That's what I'm why saying. would you go to North Canton? I, I think the, I, it seems like a weird. It seems like a weird target. Um, it to me again, this is purely speculation. Obviously, since we don't know yet, but I mean, it feels like disgruntled employee shooting up that kind of place. Now the OSP. Shooting at the cop car, though, you know, the cruiser at the OSP patrol spot, like that's just well stupid. I mean, like I said, I those could it could be unrelated. I mean, you got to be on film. Yeah, I, I, you know I would I mean? imagine that they could be unrelated. That 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 one for sure has to be on film. No matter what, dude. I mean, if you're going into the parking lot of of the BMV, they you're have cameras. Video. They have cameras out there. Yeah, they have to. And I just I, I don't I I, I I would agree with you that like a coworker or like an ex worker, but like why would you go to all three different locations? Maybe you worked the, at all three. I was gonna say you went to the one you were that you worked at and yeah. pissed there. I but. mean, if you're talking about a 25 year career. Of it, maybe they moved you around more than once. Not, I mean, it's not crazy yes. to think maybe you got moved to a different location. I don't know, but I, yeah, I, um, I was reading this from a, um, I follow a news channel five news photographer. He works overnight, and so I follow him on Twitter because he's like, you know, sometimes he'll break stories before like the news does. He's like, hey, I'm on, you know, the scene. I'm kind of filming this or whatever. And so I read about that. I was like, man, that's crazy. I haven't heard. I mean, I immediately I went to like the news outlets I follow and I haven't seen anything on it yet. And I mean, this wasn't just like one window busted out. Like this is the one I'm looking at here in Cuyahoga Falls. This is multiple windows into like the front of it. So like the doors busted out, the front windows busted out, even inside the building, there's parts of it. So I don't know if this person went in there or I, I, I mean, I mean, what are you looking to get out of there? Nothing. There's not. There's not going to be a significant amount of money. There's not going to be a significant amount of anything that's like valuable. The ID maker. I yes. mean, I mean, right? If you steal the machine that makes those, could you make your own driver's licenses? Is that? Is that? I mean, that I to a criminal, I think would be valuable. I, I, I don't know. I guess I don't know what the machinery of an ID maker is. Me I, don't, I, I don't know if that's something that like are they just grabbing a computer or are they grabbing? I don't know. 
I don't. Well, I mean, it's got to be something that will print on the plastic that is your ID. So I, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how that works. I'm just trying to figure out. I mean, it's, there's not the going to be a ton of. Is, right? There's not going to be a ton of cash in there. No, I mean small cash. I mean, I'd say under five hundred dollars. It's not like they're keeping. It's not like they're keeping like thousands in the BMV. No, they probably do bank drops before they before they close like for any the other night. business. Yeah, right. I mean, I mean, it's going to be petty cash and a safe maybe. Um, but yeah, it's it's not going to be a ton of money. I can't imagine. I mean, what do you want? A license plate bracket that says Buckeyes on it? <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. You could buy you could buy one of those at eighty one gift shop. I'm just happy everybody's okay and nobody got hurt and all that. So stick around. Nine o'clock is new tour Tuesday. New Taylor Swift. New Luke Bryan. New POD. Also eight o'clock. Your first opportunity to get hooked up with a trip for two to Las Vegas for the iHeartRadio Music Festival. We'll give you your first keyword at eight on Rock 106.9. Dan Stansberry, Matt Van Tone. Just kiss your fruit pigs. The Stansberry Show. Chilling in the studs with my dudes. On Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. 7.45, we're going to get you hooked up with a pair of Stark County tickets, and I believe we even have tractor pull tickets to go with them. Oh, yeah, dude. You're going to be you're gonna be watching the, the biggest and the baddest vehicles pulling some stuff. It's going to be awesome. There's going to be, like, fried everything there, drinking lemonade, enjoying yourself. Stark County Fair time. It people. starts today, does it not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It starts today, I believe the fair does. I um, all right. So I'm a little ignorant to this. Okay. Okay. Now I've been to the fair. I remember our first year we did Pop Evil at the fair. Indeed, we did. Right. And I have been to a demolition derby. What is a tractor pull? I think it's just like them pulling big ass things. Is like, it a track? It's like a big, yeah. but it'll be a guy on like a big Husqvarna or like John Deere tractor, right? And then like it was he what what do they pull like the wives like what I, I, I don't I don't I don't get it what what do they what do they yank around the yard I'm pulling up a video right now of the tractor the tractor pull highlights well, let me let me let me Hold see on. that oh let yeah me, uh, yeah YouTube's got to get paid first right <laughs> YouTube's got to get paid yeah I just I guess I'm ignorant to it like I don't know see like they have this big badass tractor thing here it's not like it's just a tractor it's not like that oh. and then well, nothing runs like a deer but no but I mean you know they're gonna have to uh, have to mod the thing up and everything oh man this is I don't pff, look at that thing blowing the diesel out okay all right and they're just hauling ass see what I'm saying pulling things hauling ass okay getting those front wheels stuck up all right, Dude, all fair, right. Well, fair, I mean, fair people are gonna love it. Don't I was worry. gonna say, man, the sleeveless need entertainment too. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, WWE doesn't come until October seventh, right. so gotta That's fill right. the time somehow. I uh, I will probably go to the fair for the fried uh, for the. Fr- for the fried treats. For the fried everything, dude. Of course you yeah, should. I shouldn't. I've been eating very well lately. Um, you know, and by lately I mean like four days. Right. <laughs> but but I uh but I probably will go get a fried Twinkie or something from the fair, I would imagine. Those are I mean it's always a good time. And I love people watching. And there is uh there is there's very few opportunities for better people watching than like a fair. And I mean, there will be literally thousands upon thousands of Stark Countyans all in uh, all in one area there. So yeah, it's worth going. To check Mark it out. Uh, Mark Eiser just wrote in. He was like, "Sansbury, it is the most awesome thing ever." And uh, all of those words were spelled right. I'm surprised. <laughs> <laughs> surprised by that, Mark. So you know what? Maybe I maybe I gotta you know, let down some of the snobbery, and maybe I'll check this out. Now that's the, the, the perfect segue to what I want to talk about now. Is so I'm very self-deprecating, both on the air and off. So and I think most people who work here would tell you that I am less of a 
I'm less of an egomaniac in the hallway than you think I would be if you only know me through listening to the radio show. You yeah. need to like build up your ego a little bit to be able to do this yeah. and take the hits that people want to lob at you for you know not being so great at it and the like. That sometimes that'll happen. So I'm very approachable on and off the air or whatever. And yesterday I was in uh, you know uh, another department of the building and I was just talking to some coworkers. And again, since I bag on myself a lot, a lot of people feel like they have you know the right to kind of jump on. Well, they know you have a sense of humor and you know, you know you don't take yourself too seriously. Okay. And uh, and so then we were talking about something and I said something about my apartment and uh, like somehow furniture got brought up and I didn't think anything of it. And then one of the women and she is. I don't want to call her a snob, but she definitely feels as if she definitely feels as if she's above most people that work in this building. And I would be on that list of people she feels she's above for sure. An elitist. Okay. Um, yes. What I'm going to say about that is like, well, you work here too. And at the end of the day, like, I don't want to say we're defined by our jobs, but there's a big part of yeah. our, our identity that comes from what we do with our lives. So if yeah, you're, in, she makes her money off of us. So, but yeah, but if you're <laughs> off I, my back, what I'm saying about that is if you're in this building, I wouldn't think too highly of yourself. <laughs> right. Have a little bit of humility there. And so, and I don't want to get carried away. God, dude, you're not on the number one show. You don't have any notoriety. Nobody knows who you are. Why would you think so highly of yourself? What have you done with your life that makes you think that you can look down your nose at somebody? But she does kind of. Who, with what? 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 <laughs> Tell me what you've done. I, I don't you know. You work here with me. What? You, great. Your life is going awesome. Boy, you can really rub it in at your 20-year reunion. Hey, dude, I work with you, too. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> like, All right. I'm so myself. Like, what am I talking about? Okay. So, right. Exactly. So for some reason, like my apartment got brought up and, and again, I don't think she was trying to like be mean to me, but she just said, well, be nicer than your furniture. And I thought to myself, all right, that's funny, but wait a minute. I actually have decent furniture. And so I felt like, I don't know why, but I got like competitive about it. Okay. (laughs) And I was like, well, I actually have pretty nice furniture and it got kind of quiet in there. And I said, well, you know, I mean, it's all mid-century modern. And she said to me. What in the hell is that? And I just thought to myself in my head, you can't be a snob if you don't know the snobby things. Like, that's a snobby thing. Like, to know that and to, 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 to want to have that stuff in your house, that's a snobby thing. That's a very, like, what do you mean? And I had to, like, explain to her from which the time period that this stuff comes from. And I was like, man, for somebody who kind of looks down your nose at people, you're a little blank in this area um which i would assume is probably a a a a testament to what is really going on in her life there and why she feels that she needs to have this snobby persona and have this you know elitist persona like how can you not know what that is like mad men's been over five years now i i I, am sure it is i'm sure that's a little bit of you know, That's well, my life's not really that together, but I'll pretend like it is. You know, I'll put it up on Facebook that it is. I'll, I'll, I'll take the pictures and make it seem like everything's going well. But truth be told, I've got seven dollars in my checking account. And I don't even know how to pronounce Grey Poupon. It's like, well, right. you ain't that fancy. <laughs> you ain't that fancy. You're not that fancy. You know who else is not that fancy? The audience. Listen to this. Stansbury, holy hell. How do you not know what a tractor pool is living in Northeast Ohio, man? You need to get out of the city more. Thanks, Steve. I appreciate Appreciate that. Rod says, God, Stansberry, you city slicker, get out. <laughs> Jay, there's a sled device that they pull that gets heavier the longer you pull it. Uh-huh. Like my girlfriend's hand. <laughs> it's a weighted sled, Nicole says. I'm also hearing now that apparently, like a Canton police officer, do I have this right? Apparently, 
Somebody's telling me that there's a, there's a Canton officer that that is is a like a professional tractor puller. There's a professionals in that. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like, where do you think they get these guys? You think they're just pulling amateurs out, mean, of, dude, out, of, out of out of the audience? I mean, dude, NASCAR was bad enough, but at least you're making one <laughs> turn. Like, dude, there's professionals in driving straight. I I mean, I guess I don't I don't know. I guess maybe somebody will have to take me. Well, We'll be there. Yeah, well, um, we can make. I, I think we can get ourselves a pair of tickets. See, you're always wondering, like, where do these Luke Bryan songs <laughs> come from? How does it happen? Meanwhile, dude, guys in Canton, like one of the most urban cities in Northeast Ohio, like literally, that's not hyperbole. This is one of the most urban cities in in Northeast Ohio, and you guys are making fun of me because I don't know about John Deere's pulling people. I would assume that a vast majority of the audience there is not living in Canton proper. I'm going to assume that's like Marlboro Township right there. Yeah, New Philly just standing up, screaming at me. Husqvarna doesn't even make tractors! Got to admit, you're a little impressed with the fact that I I pronounced Husqvarna properly, right? Yeah, I had a dirt bike as a kid. Oh, my God. Dude, he, wait, uh, honestly, 9 o'clock, we're playing you the new Luke Bryan. You, dude, you think this one's bad? Dude, the new Luke Bryan is one of the worst things I've ever heard. So there you go. Um, the spoiler, it's a turn. Spoiler. <laughs> we'll play that for you at 9 o'clock. I got bad news, or at least I think it's bad news for the Cavs. I think this is just more signs of get ready, your boy's out. I'll explain next on Rock 106.9. Matt Fantone. Just kiss your fruit cakes. The Stansberry Show. Chilling in the studio. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Online for EWRQK.com. 7.45 will get you hooked up with Stark County Fair tickets. Also, tractor pool tickets come with that. Also, 9 o'clock is New Church Tuesday. New Taylor Swift, new Luke Bryan, new POD. And 8 and 9 o'clock, both. You'll grab yourself a trip out to Vegas for the iHeartRadio Music Festival. Somebody's taking issue with something that we ran during uh, the best of this morning between 5 and 6. He was like, Peckerwood, white people, that's the crap your employees say? And I said, yeah, while while making my point, I, I had driven home that, yes, sometimes I feel as if it's my job to socially pull some of the less enlightened people back up to the 21st century with us. Yes, sometimes I feel like that's my job. He says, well, hilarious. Good job. You didn't prove your point. No, to you, I didn't prove my point. To a lot of people, they were like, you know what? He's probably right about that. I'm sorry you missed the point, Scott, but you missed it because you're the person who I was talking about, and that's why you missed it. Thanks for playing along with the class, though. I appreciate it. Dude, the Cavs got a couple of different stories going on here, Fantone. So, like, uh, you know, the Isaiah Thomas trade is, uh, well, up in the air because of, uh, of a hip injury. Mm-hmm. Right? And so now, like, I was watching the TV yesterday, and it seems like there's two schools of thought here. That, well, the Cavs have all the ammo. Because now the league knows Isaiah Thomas is injured. So good luck moving him. If we cancel the trade, we get the biggest star in the trade back, Kyrie Irving. And so there are people who feel like the Cavs are holding on the cards. Now, the other side of the table is, well, 
you had Kyrie Irving, people knew he wanted out, and people weren't burning up your phone to try to make a deal for him. So maybe if you're stuck with Kyrie, now he doesn't want to be here. He and LeBron don't want to play together. Nobody else is coming after Kyrie. Who's really in charge of this whole thing now? Um, well, you're still going to get a big return on Kyrie Irving. I mean, he's one of the top point guards in the NBA. And yes, the phones weren't lighting up in the sense of there's so much time before this has to be done. I right. think a lot of people keep losing perspective on that. That like, well, you know, it's August 29th, guys. There's a lot of time before the NBA trade deadline. So I, I, I will stand 100% on the side of it seems to me, and I'm, I'm trying to remove myself as a fan here, it just seems to me that the Leverage belongs to the Cavaliers. I mean, worst case scenarios, they decide we're moving forward with this deal. You know what I mean? Like, and at that point, you're still getting an impressive return for Kyrie Irving. The thing is, is they can ask for more now. And I don't see why not. I mean, obviously the Celtics have the, the prerogative to say no, but why wouldn't you ask for more? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, and, and people are like, well, they knew about the, they knew about Isaiah yeah. Thomas's, you know, hip, you know, he was injured prior to the trade being made. It had been a little underreported. Well, whether it's underreported or not, you, when you go to buy a house, you go take a home inspector right. and you're like, hey, I want to buy this house. I love it. And then the home inspector's like, dude, no, look at the subfloor, look at the basement, look at this. There's cracks in the driveway. Right, what are you right. doing? And at that point, as a home buyer, you can either A, say, I'm done with this, or B, you can say, I want to buy this house just for less money now that I know that these issues are there. Because I'm gonna have to take care of them. Right. So I I I, I don't I don't see why, like, you know, people are looking at it like, oh, the Cavs knew and they shouldn't have even done this if this is what they were gonna do. You didn't have your doctors examine him prior to you know this trade being proposed i agree i'm on the side that i think the Cavs are holding all the cards here because the rest of the league knows two things about isaiah thomas he's five nine and now he's hurt and good luck well worst case scenario is okay you call off the entire entire thing and dude Kyrie's on the Cavs and isaiah thomas Kyrie's still gonna get traded that's the truth isaiah thomas if they can't if they can't move him, if they can't do something with him, he's gonna be there for the rest of the year, along with Jay Crowder. And you know what I'm saying? Like that's just a terrible place for your team well, to that's be. That's just it. No, those guys have to go back there knowing that they didn't that that you were willing to now it's business and they should there's a little bit of it, but dude, you're human beings too. Right? This is business too. But if I but if behind closed doors I was finding out my management was looking to deal me to Cincinnati, I'd be like, Well, what the hell? What the what the hell's going on? Hard to come back the next yeah, time. Yeah, I would right. be I would be uh, now look, I would come back to work and I would do my my job and you and I would be fine in all this, but at the end of the day, I would carry around a little bit of fu to the bosses, and I, I think it's crazy to think just because guys play a game and because they get paid a ton of money that they're not going to feel like. Of course, they're still going to feel about things. And at the end of the day, like we did want Kyrie. Kyrie was the one that wanted out, so I think the Cavs are in the better situation there. And I think, yeah, absolutely. I think knowing what Danny Ainge has left at, on his plate to, to be able to deal—that's the you know the GM for the Boston Celtics. I think we'll end up with something more. I don't know if we're going to get Jason Tatum like they want, but. We'll get something more is what I think is going to happen. I read this, too, and this is going to be interesting, and I think it does give us a little insight as to what might be happening here in the future with the Cavs. I may be overthinking it, but Cavs owner Dan Gilbert now has killed the deal to renovate the Quicken Loans Arena. It was going to be like, what, $200 million or something? It was going to be something like a $140 million deal, right? And according to uh, Cleveland.com, Gilbert now has folded his cards and walked away from the uh, from the months long battle over financing. Now apparently the city was going to have to pay for some of this. We were going to have to pay for some of it. Gilbert was going to pay for some of it. But he's walking away from it. And basically what they were going to do is they were going to reface the side of like the queue. They were going to like gl- uh, like glass wall the whole thing, expand it, put more restaurants in it, more shopping in it, make it more attractive. Apparently we're one of the oldest NBA arenas in 
the league. Both NBA and um, MLB. I mean, the Q and, and Progressive Field are both really old. And, I mean, you don't feel that way when you walk in. No, Progressive into Field them. was, what, 94, right? They were both 94, right? I mean, yeah. It was, I mean, we're talking about 25 years here. Yeah. And I know that doesn't seem like that much time, but when you're talking about something like, you know. In a, sports? A, right. That's a very long time. Now, I don't know, but isn't this, I mean, if you know LeBron staying, isn't it worth doing whatever it takes to get this done? But if you're worried that he doesn't, all of a sudden now it's not as big of a deal, or am I making too much out of that? Um, I don't think this has anything to do with LeBron. I think, if anything, this has more to do with, I think Dan Gilbert is in the mindset of, I'm getting out of this. I don't want to be a team owner anymore. I've been, dude, I've been on that. I Dude, I've been on that for a year. I've been on that. About, dude, he doesn't care about being the world's best owner. He's won his title. And that there's a little bit of him that wants out. And according to this now, if he walks away from this deal, he can't get out and like I think it's he would also agree to extend the lease of the building from 2027 to 2034 but this move means Gilbert could decide to move or sell the team by 2027 I'm not too concerned about a move, but I'm much more. I, I, I'm not even a concerned. I, I, I hope he sells the team. Honestly, I hope he gets into the position right now where he's like, dude, I've. As a Cavs fan, is he a title. good or bad owner? He's a good owner. I mean, he, he won a championship and he was willing to spend money and like all those things. But I just think it's time to press refresh. It, 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 me thinking that it's time for him to walk away isn't. And, and it, it's like, about, I hate Dan Gilbert, right. get him out. It's just, it, we've gotten to the point. Things run their course. We've gotten to the point where like I feel both parties would be beneficial to walk away from each other. Um, I think it's clear that LeBron and Dan Gilbert do have issues, and oh, I yeah. think it's clear who is worth more to the franchise, and it's LeBron. Oh, it's not even close. It's, yeah, it's I not mean, even, it, it, Dan Gilbert's just another owner. Yeah, I mean, you, you will find somebody that want to own team. I have always said that you know, if owners got together the way players do and decide the league's done, then the players are screwed. But the problem with that is that's pie in the sky. It's never going to happen because there's always going to be a rich dude who wants to make more money right. who will buy a team. Right. That is true. So in the, in the day-to-day operations of things, Players, especially, well, not all players, but guys like LeBron, yeah. like your next level stars, they're holding some serious power. Yeah, I mean, he's worth way more to the franchise than Dan Gilbert is. And, you know, I, I I understand, you know, Dan Gilbert wanted to come down here and wanted to be a big revitalization of Cleveland and, and has, you know, obviously pumped a ton of money into the game. Um, I know a lot of people are like, well, why doesn't Dan Gilbert just pony it up? He's a billionaire. I don't expect that out of people. I don't. like. Uh, I, there's a little bit in, in these stories. Stories that where where I want to tell owners, you know what, do you pay for your own stadium? I mean, I there, there is a little bit of me that wants to do I, that. I get that, um, but so at that point, though, I mean, look at all of the benefits of having professional sports in an, in an area, and it's like, well, I don't get all the profit of that, so why should I have to pony up all the all the you know the front end of it? It's not like you know, it's not like he owns every bar in Cleveland that's going to be attended when you know the NBA All Star games there. So right. like, why should I have to be the one who comes off well, everything up front when I don't get everything on the back end? Well, here's the thing: we're not getting the All Star game. Now. Well, right. I mean. Without, because you know. if the NBA warned Cleveland and the Cavaliers that if the upgrades did not start by the 15th of September, the city's bid for the All-Star game in either 2020 or 2021 would not be considered. Of course not. Why would you want to have an right. All-Star game in a 30-year-old, a 30-year-old building? Right. This is, I mean, and so, uh, so the hopes of the NBA All-Star game, that's not going to happen. Because those, those moves needed to start by, tw- by September 15th 
and what about two weeks from today right. is about well, what that yeah, is yeah, right, right right around there and that's not going to happen so it looks like we're not going to be getting an NBA All Star game which kind of sucks you know what I mean that that uh, I mean it would be huge for the area um you know yes I mean I think I, I read something that was like a two hundred dollar or two hundred million dollar economic impact over that weekend so it's a huge amount of money that you're walking away from I feel like this is kind of a lose 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 situation I don't feel like anybody's really walking away a winner from this I feel like it's a little short sighted from the city of Cleveland I feel like the Cavaliers are definitely losing out on a better building opportunity to kind of get themselves I agree. into that, into that, you know, and I feel like Dan Gilbert, like a little bit of like either it's time to poop or get off the pot, man. To like, me, it all, to me, it also feels like another thing that LeBron can point to and whether he's right about it or not, whether it's legitimate or not, he can kind of point to it and go, well, look, man, they're not even going to renovate the building. Your boy's out. I mean, I just think it's another thing that will soften the blow. I know it doesn't mean anything one way or the other, no. but he can. It will be spun that way, that had they been willing to do the building and renovate and do this and maybe find a way to make Kyrie happy, he would have been able to keep him. I think it is indicative that LeBron's probably going to go. It's a pie-in-the-sky pie kind of dream here, but people talking yesterday, about like, well, is this the beginning of LeBron buying the Cavaliers? Can you buy a team while playing? I don't believe you can, but I don't think there's rules on the book because... I bet there's a rule. But but in what circumstance has that ever been even conceivable before? No smart guy working with the NBA ever thought ahead and said maybe. I, I don't know. I don't know if there's a rule or not, but I, I would think there's probably a rule that says players cannot buy a team while playing. Which, I mean, and it'll be interesting to see, you know, how this season goes and what happens... And if LeBron's like, you know what, dude, I am going to retire and I am going to buy the Cavaliers and screw it. I'm doing it. You know what I mean? Like it's th- th- that possibility is at least somewhat there. That would be best case scenario. I, w- I would actually really like that. And what a cool story that would be. And honestly, what a motivating story it would be for the rest of the NBA guys. But then he's moving them to Akron. You know what I'm saying? He's like, we're coming, coming on down, dude. I don't hate it. I don't hate that at all. We'll be right back with more Sansbury Show. Hang on. Dan Stansbury, Matt Fantone. Just kiss your fruit cakes. The Stansbury Show. Chilling in the studs with my dudes. On Rock 106.9. Hey guys, you got Stansbury here. This weekend is Labor Day, and you know everything goes on sale for Labor Day weekend, including cars. And my friends at the Wakeham Auto family have put a huge selection of pre-owned vehicles on sale for you on the Wakeham Auto Mile. That can be found at West Tuscan Lincoln Way between Canton and Maslin, or you can start online at Wakeham.com. Now, with your kids back in school, it won't be long before football, baseball, soccer practice, and you're going to need the space. And right now, Wakeham has a huge sale going on on SUVs. Grab a Ford Escape right now for zero money down and just $250 per month. They also have a Kia Sorento, just zero money down and $250 per month. If you need to upgrade your vehicle, there's no better time to do it than right now and no better place to do it than the Wakeham Auto Mile. Again, at West Tuscan Lincoln Way between Canton and Maslin, online at Wakeham.com. So stop driving around in a car you're not all that satisfied with. I know, I was just there a few months ago and I upgraded my car on the Wakeham Auto Mile. I got myself a Honda Accord and I absolutely love it. Right now, they're offering you amazing deals on SUVs. Zero money down, 250 per month. Check them out on the Wakeham Auto Mile at West Tuscan Lincoln Way between Canton and Maslin. Do what I did. Save the Wakeham Way. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sands Ray Show on Rock 106.9. We're online at WRQK.com. Coming up at 9 o'clock, it's New Tour Tuesday, new Taylor Swift, new Luke Bryan, new P.O.D. I'm excited about that new P.O.D. Now, the song is called Soundboy Killer, which... Back down my my excitement just a little bit. But I've always been a fan of P.O.D. Alive was a great song. Youth of the Nation was a pretty damn good song. They had a couple others. I like that band. 
I actually saw them play at the Rock Hall. It was a good. That was a good show. We did like a summer concert series at the Rock Hall. They were one of the artists. Them disturbed. That was a good summer. Now POD has to buy tickets to the Rock Hall. They're like, no, you're not getting in here. What are you doing in here? With all those dreads, they probably get padded down too. Probably. I'm sure somebody will take an issue. Oh my god! Oh my god! What? What was he insinuating? I don't know what it was, but it but it upset me. Dude, I got this guy Scott all on me about something that ran in the best of, and it's innocuous, and you're totally allowed to say the word. So, like, I guess, dude, he's like, I hope the backlash, you know, when the backlash comes for you, it's like, dude, so far the so far the backlash is you being a whiny little baby. That's the backlash. Is you being a crybaby? I I can handle like one dude in the audience being a crybaby. I can handle that. Okay. Most people, most guys are men and are like, yeah, you know what, dude, I didn't love that, but I'm not going to cry about it. I'm not going to drip from my vaginal region over it. So I'm hearing now that uh, that apparently that Mario Lemieux was allowed to play for the Penguins when he owned them. He's like, but the, you know, this guy believes that there were certain circumstances in that. Now I know Jordan had to sell his shares. Of the Wizards when he unretired, like he had to like sell off his like piece of that now he's an owner, but like you know he had to like uh, sell off when he when he unretired. I don't believe the the NBA is going to allow LeBron James to buy a team while still playing for a team. I don't buy. I don't believe that. Player, owner, coach, dude, just like Jackie Moon from Super or from uh, what was that movie called? Uh, not the Flint Tropics. What was that movie? Semi Pro. Yeah, Semi Pro. Right yeah, yeah. yeah. Know, like, the team style. was the Flint Tropics. Great movie, underrated movie there. Yeah, it really and was. Uh, I would agree. As I'm reading this, Joe says, you know, the best thing for LeBron to do is buy a team, win a championship. That's how you can best Jordan because you know then yeah. you'll want on the court and one as an owner. Joe, I completely agree, and I think that that might be an area in which LeBron is thinking. About, I think that might be part of the reason why he was saying, you know, I'm chasing that ghost from Chicago and all of that. I think he does want to win a title as an owner. And if you're LeBron James, why wouldn't you? Although, I think it may be grander than that. I think it may be bigger than that. I think if you look at what LeBron has done in his career, he's been about the player. It's about getting guys paid more money. It's about like exposing, you know, what, resting's okay. Stars are all right. Now, I don't agree, but it's all right. Let the stars rest. We're the ones that make the money. He's about the player. So you got to wonder, is it ownership he's after, or is it NBA commissioner he's after? He's been very player-friendly. And so you got to wonder if that's not what he, maybe he's thinking. I could definitely see him um, more money and owner. I would think. Yeah, I mean, but I could definitely see him going for like the you know uh, the president of the players' union and moving his way up into some sort of you know. I think all those things are open. A I don't, leadership I, position is what LeBron James was born for. So yes, I, I, I would agree. I don't think any of those are off the board. I think those are all possibilities. And once again, I mean, yes, I do think LeBron's a very calculated athlete. Very you know, uh, the guy has a plan. But at the same time. You're you know, thinking right now he is legitimately like, dude, I'm worried about this season, and then I'll make up my mind. Right. The the part of having any the, that's probably fair. It, you know, a, a part of having a plan is being able to adapt to things and being able to new information. To, right. Is to be able to steer the ship based on what's actually happening, not what you thought was going to happen. So we I, say I just, that all the time with this is like my opinion. You think he stays? My opinion is I think he leaves. But I always say, look, you can't carve it in stone on me though, because if we trade and get the right guys, all of a sudden now I would be like, well, no, dude. Now he'll probably stay. It's not that I think he stays. I just think he doesn't know. Okay, that's, all right, that's fair. That's, that's where I'm at, and that's fair. And honestly, that's probably more. That's probably closer to accurate than anybody else is. Maybe that's is what it is. I think it. 
I don't know. I, I he seems to be like seven moves down the field guy, but I but I don't know that. So like I, I'm le- still leaning towards more like he's probably going to go. Yesterday on social media, LeBron talking about how he has uh, very high expectations for this upcoming season, um, promising thunderous dunks, brilliant assists, clutch buckets, and chase down blocks. Um, he said he has plenty more of highlights coming for the archive. So I mean, if nothing else, you if, can't deny that. If nothing else, people. Just enjoy it this year. I mean, like, I know everyone wants to get mad about something right now and scream about something right now. It's who we are as people. It's 2017. I understand yeah, that. Yeah, but it's time to yell about the offensive line now. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> as long as we got that, you know what I mean? we have to worry about. We're moving into that. Speaking of which, you know what? Let's touch on that real quick now okay. because the fourth preseason game right around the corner. Okay. And Deshaun Kaiser has been named the Brown starter. Now, normally what you do in the fourth game is you sit your starting quarterback. But we're talking about a guy who's only played in three preseason games. It's not a solidified starting quarterback in the NFL yet. He's just not. And it's not his fault. He just hasn't he hasn't been in the league long enough to get there yet. He started zero games so far. Right. right. So, like, I don't think it's crazy. So what do you do here? Do you play him? Because, dude, if he gets hurt in the fourth game... Well, God knows we better not start resting players because if we do that, they're just a bunch of lazy bums. Um, but yes, of course you play him, dude. What other options do you have? I mean, you you, you literally you you have to give him that experience. What do you? You can't just throw him out there to Pittsburgh and be like, "Up, oh, here you go, week one, buddy." You got you got to give him a shot to at least at least see another pro style defense in front of him. At least get a couple more snaps, you know, in that NFL situation. You got to start him. I would agree. He's probably got to play. I would yank him early. I'd play him probably first quarter and then yank him. Amanda writing in says, The Q's not 30 years old. I was 12 years old when it was built, so it's only 21 years old. The Richville Coliseum was way older. Just food for thought. Why should taxpayers put money into a pro stadium at all? Well, I mean, I mean, yes, we rounded up at 30, and I apologize for that. You know what I mean? It's, again, I wouldn't take every single thing you hear from us literally um, but it was 94 when, when Progressive was. I remember I was at opening day for, for the Indians the first time they opened Progressive Field. I mean, I was at that game. I have my ticket stub. I know when that was. And I'm pretty sure the queue was right around the same time. So, I mean, dude, it's getting... 94, uh, 23. Sorry, Amanda. Yeah, I mean, Sorry. I mean, 23 years. I mean, we're getting close enough there and to where most places then either renovate or build new. I mean, that's just kind of what happens. Well, I think a lot of people are under the impression that, like, all right, well, that $160 million, that's all going to the potholes now. No, it's not. No, it's not. Like... That's fair, because that's not going to happen. You think this is all coming to your pet project? Do you think that this is like, well, the thing that I care about, that's where all the money's going to go? No, No, they're just going to waste it somewhere else. No, that money just doesn't exist now. That money just does not, it's not going to go anywhere. So, like, I I understand that, yes, there is a responsibility when it comes to the ownership of a pro sports team. And honestly, probably a majority of the responsibility comes to them. Okay, I'm dumb on this. All right? So it's taxpayers that end up paying a lot of this money. So... In which zip codes do you have to live to be taxed See, for the stadium? I, I don't think it's taxes coming out of like the general fund. I think this is taxes based on, on like cigarette taxes and stuff like that, right? And, and taxes Sin based tax. t- taxes based on ticket sales at the queue. Taxes based on you know merchandise sales. Things that's like that's what I thought. It's not all just like it's so not if you don't coming, go, it's not just coming out of general fund. That's the same thing that people have had problems with the Hall of Fame Village for is where they think that that money is coming directly out it's of not. their pocket if you don't buy something within the Hall of Fame Village. Like you're not paying. You're for not that. paying for the tax. So, so like, the, and now is there? See, that's the problem with the word taxes. Everybody thinks it's just like the tax man turning them upside right. down, shaking, shaking change out, out of your right. pocket, and it's not. 
It's not that. Now, I'm not yelling at you, Amanda. I'm just saying because I'm trying to get clarification myself because I agree. Like, I understand why people get b- yeah. pissed about that. You know what I mean? When you're looking at your neighbor's house and everybody's like, you know, abandoning their houses because they can't afford them and, you know, everybody's getting foreclosed on. And then you hear $140 million the city's going to give to, you know, basketball players so they can dunk in a nicer arena. I understand why at first here you're like, what in the hell are we spending this money on? But I think it's raised in a different fashion than, than what we're accustomed to or what we think of taxes as. And so, I, you know, I think it's all right. Now, I would say I, I now, the older I get, the more I'm like, dude, put it on the owner. Put the burden of new buildings on an owner. It's like, how much money are you going to get from this deal? You could lose a little bit on, on, on the build and get it back because you are going to get it back. So I agree that I think the owner should have to pay for a huge portion of it. The last thing I want is corporate welfare, dude. That is the last thing on the face of the planet that I'm going to support. Yes, it should be a majority, but like I said, it's not like the owner, when you when you risk that money up front, when you put that money up front, it's not, you're getting, not getting 100% return right. back end, so you, you have to balance that scale somewhere. Yeah, I, I would absolutely agree. I have a list of things here that if you're in a relationship, your wife and or girlfriend, considered to be cheating and you don't we'll tell you what those are next on rock 106 106.9 welcome back to the stands ratio on rock 106.9 eight o'clock we'll send you out to vegas for the iheart radio music festival and then also nine o'clock is new tour tuesday new taylor swift new luke bryan and uh new uh pod all part of that that new luke bryan pantone is all about <laughs> the song's called light it up okay and it's all about like your cell phone screen lighting up because Jeez. of something because of hitting somebody up so often. I thought you were like it's going to be lighted up, dude. Luke Bryan out there smoking blunts, doing the damn thing. I thought it was going to be like a very much like Jason Aldean song when the lights come on, like light it up. Here's Luke Bryan coming to the stage and like yeah, like an opening to the set list, right. like rock song. Like, right. but no, it's all about like some girl who won't text them back. Jeez. So yeah, light it up by Luke Bryan. I skipped ahead of the rest of the class. Spoiler. Turd. Yeah, I've got a log of skull ready, so I'll put one in. I'll get the thing stuck. You know the routine. They better not be bandits, you pansy. Ah. <laughs> it's, dude, it's Copenhagen long cut. Is what you it. need. Yeah, that's it's it. what you need. Oh, God. I don't know anything about chewing tobacco. I don't know no, why I'm yelling at you. Nothing at all. I don't know anything about that stuff. I haven't done it since, like, the eighth grade. There's a list of things here that women consider cheating if you're in a relationship with them that most men uh, don't view it as. And some of these are basic, like continuing an active online dating profile. That's cheat. I think that's cheating, too. Like If I was dating a girl and she was like still like full on Tinder, I'd be like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. I mean, right. You're looking to replace me, obviously. Well, and I mean, if we're getting into like the the splitting of hairs of like, well, it's not actually cheating. Well, I mean, yeah, it's adjacent. I do this one a lot, or I have done this one a lot, is being emotionally involved with somebody else. And I am I, I tend to do that, where it's like I have a girlfriend, and I'm dating her, and I like her, and yet there's always like another woman in my life that I'm like, yeah, she's kind of cool too. And like we don't sleep together, but I like her. You know what I mean? Like I have been emotionally involved with other people while being in relationships. I've been guilty of that. Yeah, just as, well, I mean, I guess you can debate on to yourself whether it's just as bad as a physical relationship or not. But like there's an intimacy in the relationship you have of like you go to them with your problems. You go to them to vent. You go right. to them to, to as, as your support system. Essentially you, closing off the, you know, the communication with your partner. And if you're, yeah, if you're, getting, if you're getting that out of them, you're not getting that out of your partner. Going to dinner with somebody that you're attracted to is considered to be cheating by women in relationships and uh, you know sometimes it's unavoidable 
Um, you know, especially, you know, if you work with people and yeah. maybe you're attracted to them and then there's a work dinner. Like the other day I was at lunch actually with somebody and I was, I was aware of it. Now we didn't discuss it, but I was aware of this lunch while sitting there. Like the woman sitting across from me is married, right? And this is a professional lunch, but yet I was attracted to her. Like I am attracted to her. And so I was like, Oh God, like, should I be? Should I be eating this right now? Should I should I be here right now? I probably shouldn't be doing this right now. Um, but there's there's context to it. Like, yes, if if you just say like going out to eat with somebody, which would be considered a date in a lot of situations, most situations, right? That would be inappropriate. But if there's work involved or something like that, then you're you're talking about something else. Going to a strip club with the guys is considered to be cheating by most women that were pulled and asked. And I I, I do realize that a lot of women have an issue with that. Depends on what you're doing there. If you're like you know, I'm strip club all the time, dude, and I'm going in there and I'm spending a ton of money, then I see why your you wife are has an cheating. issue. And, and right. like, you're cheating them out of your time. Right, but if it's like, hey, my buddy's getting married and we're going to the strip club, yeah. something Bachelor different. Bachelor party's different. It, it, different. Ju- it just is different, and sometimes women have to get over that. W- watching porn without her is something that women consider to be cheating. Jeez. Yeah, Jeez. dude, I I had a married buddy Jeez. who was my he was my program director at another radio station, and he was not allowed to watch porn. Like his wife would come down hard. I understand they didn't go down on one another either, which <laughs> I thought was sure not. Which I thought was very weird. I understand that I mean, you're married. Can't put your mouth there yet. Porn can be detrimental to a relationship, one hundred percent. If you if you're expecting your wife to look like and act like Phoenix Marie, you're going to be sorely disappointed, and she's going to be frustrated with you. And I'll tell you what that. you're going to be is forty one, still looking for a wife. <laughs> but, 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 you're gonna be. but 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 like I think in the, in the same way, or maybe on the opposite side of the coin, there is like. If your sexual outlet is pornography as opposed to going out and cheating on your wife, I don't know. Lesser of two evils. Right. You know what I mean? I don't right. know if it's great, but it's still the lesser of two evils. Right. I, I just think that, I mean, masturbating is probably, I mean, if, if we're getting into, well, masturbating is cheating, well, then like. Well, then, then everybody's a cheater. Right. Then you have no, you're right. never going to be in a happy relationship. If masturbating is cheating, then why are you in the shower for 50 minutes, honey? And if masturbating with <laughs> pornography, it's like, well, okay, so you can't masturbate with pornography, but you are allowed to masturbate. What do you think I'm going to think of? The chick at the office, that waitress that we had last An night. An ex-girlfriend. And that's going to be worse. For you're, my gonna, relationship, you're right then. because dude if you don't have visual stimulation of it or like maybe an erotic novel of right. that's your thing what you're going to do is you're going to pull from previous memory right is what you're going to do right. and you're going to end up thinking about an ex now this is another thing that would that women consider to be cheating now i would imagine this is younger women and because i think that this is probably a bigger problem for millennial women than it is women my age and older which is following your ex on social media and dude, Fantone scorched earth. Like when when you're done with mm-hmm. a relationship, it's like, dude, you unfollow, you're done, you're done. 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 Now mm-hmm. I only do that. Like, all right, so my ex Callie and I, we split on very good terms. We're still friends. We'll still text each other occasionally when we see something that the other one might be interested in. Like we're still friendly. So I still follow her because that doesn't bother me. If the relationship was awful, or if I feel as if I got hurt and my heart is still like in that situation and being yanked on, then I don't want to see stuff. Like, I'm an emotional unfollower, but I can remain friendly with women that I've dated as long as the, like, nothing, she didn't cheat on me as far as I know, and I never stepped outside of the boundaries of that relationship. It just was, you live too far, you're great, but she just lived too far, we got to separate. And so, like, I don't feel a need to unfollow that person. Um, I, And I understand that, and it's not necessarily that I have, like, ill wishes towards my no, exes I know or don't. anything, but at this point, it's just like... You know, we've decided that I don't need you in my life and you don't need me in my life or in your life and vice versa and all that. So, like, what, why, why am I holding on to, like, well, I still want to see what she's up to on Facebook. 
F that. You See don't ya. care. See ya. You don't care. See yeah. ya. Honestly, man, you really don't. Outside of what's crazy about you, man, is that you care about strangers more than you care about people <laughs> in your own circle. Like you it's don't true. like like dude, people within fifteen feet of you, you dude, you would push them under a <laughs> under a bus. But like some dude who you don't know who might not have food from six cities over, Phantom's like, well, that's not right. Like that's not we, we got to fix that. Like your own brother, you'd be like, yeah, run him over. But some guy you've never met. Now it's like, dude, you're weird like that. I mean, it's not wrong. It's, it's just character. It, over here. You really are. You are very complex like that. You keep a very small circle and yet you want to love everybody it's you're you are you're a complex dude we have your first opportunity for a trip out to las vegas for the iHeartRadio music festival you get your first keyword of the day that's next on rock 106.9 dan stansbury matt fantone just kiss your fruit pigs the stansbury show chilling in the studes with my dudes on rock 106.9 this rock station rock 106.9 Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Your next opportunity at a trip to Las Vegas happens at 9 o'clock. We'll send you to the iHeartRadio Music Festival. We'll also give you New Turk Tuesday, New Taylor Swift, New Luke Bryan, New P.O.D. And we still have a pair of Stark County Fair tickets to pass out with the tractor truck pools. I um, So people have been, we had talked about the tractor pool earlier. People were like, dude, you've never been to that? They're like, dude, the World Nationals is at Bowling Green. And I forgot, I actually have been to that. But... We got. I was working for another radio station at the time, and they were like, "You guys have to go to this." And I was like, "And that's exactly how they said it to me." They were like, "You have to go." I didn't want to go. They were like, "You have to go." And I remember we got so like day drunk that I didn't really see it because I was like, "I know what the hell am I doing here? I haven't owned a pair of overalls since there was Bugs Bunny spray spray painted on the leg in the '90s. Like, what the hell am I doing? What am I doing this for?" But we'll get you guys hooked up with that right around the corner. So this Hurricane Harvey's like a big deal. Like I, yeah. I believe I, I've read uh, the most updated thing I have seen, at least that I've seen this morning, is that seven people now have lost their life um, th- through uh, this hurricane, which is obviously awful, right? And um, I know the mayor's taking a lot of heat for not evacuating the city. Now, I don't know who was right and who was wrong, but I know a lot of times they will not evacuate because crowding the freeways actually makes things more dangerous. It looks heartless, but it might actually be the safer of the options. I don't know which was the better option in Houston. I want to make that clear, but I know sometimes they don't evacuate due to mass confusion. And you got to think that, like, okay, so let's say the mayor of Houston and the state of of Texas decide we're going to be preemptive about evacuating when it comes to hurricanes. That's what we're going to do. How many times does a tropical storm, you know, lose power or veer off back into right. the, into the Gulf, and you're gonna you're going to cost millions and millions of dollars and people uprooting their lives? And how many times is it going to take that to happen before you start bitching about that? So, like like I said earlier, man, I'm just glad I'm not in the business of making that decision because that's not an easy call. No, I wouldn't want that call either. And in Houston, I didn't realize this is where this was is Lakewood Church, which was founded by Joel Osteen's dad in the 1950s. Okay, all right. So apparently, Joel Osteen, and you should know him, he's on TV, he's one of the TV ministers, and like this church holds 16,800 people is what they say the capacity Jeez. is. Seating. It's a lot of people. That's, I mean, the queue's what, 194, yeah, 195? Yeah, 20, so yeah. So it's I mean, like 19.5, something like that. And so it's about the queue. Let's call it the queue. It's essentially what it is. Now, apparently, they had posted on social media that the venue was inaccessible due to severe flooding. The message included the National Guard Rescue Hotline along with the list of shelters that, you know, some displaced Texans could go. Right. Now, people on social media are criticizing him for not taking people in. But the church itself now is disputing the backlash, 
saying, we have never closed our doors. We will continue to be a distribution center for those in need. Now, that was church spokesman Joel Osteen's father-in-law, Donald Iloff, I believe is his name. Now, I will admit that this seems a little hypocritical, but if I mean, if it's flooded too, what were they supposed to do? I mean, I don't know if it's flooded, uh, although it, this looks like a photo of inside the church and it's all flooded. I mean, what were they going to do? Yeah, I don't know what the facts of this are, so I'm not going to jump up and down on Joel Osteen and, and his congregation. As- now, I'm looking at this on CNN, which I know a lot of people consider to be fake news. All well, right. But, but it's showing the... It's showing the church filled with water, right? Um, if I if this photo is to be believed, so if parts C- of the mega church were flooded, according to a spokesman. And I'm looking at a photo here, but again, we see photos being passed around, and we've seen. And again, I'm not going to get all up on my hill about the fake news thing, but we've seen news outlets take photos that were being passed around that were from other issues and posing them as like the, the current. I'm not saying that's what's happening here, but if the church is flooded, let's say I'm going I'm to err on the side of like the church is flooded. That's why they're not going to let people in it. But wouldn't CNN being fake news that everyone says it is, wouldn't they be saying, oh, Joel Austin, he's the worst. Isn't that what it is? If they're the liberal yeah. news network, they would be coming down on this. So the fact that they're showing you that, no, you, you, you're wrong to, to come down on this church. I think that probably shows that they're being, you know, pretty upfront and honest with things here. The the church themselves, which occupies the former home of the Houston Rockets, is going to be used as a donation center and is scheduled to open around noon. And I believe this was uh, this will be today. At least seven hundred, uh, several hundred, sorry, can be housed on the second floor of the church. They are saying. Now, I, I think there's hypocrisy to point out in the world, and it, it, you know it matters. But yes, it does. But the problem is, is that with social media. We, that's the first thing people want to do is point out hypocrisy. But the problem is, dude, we're our, I, I always say this every day. We're all hypocrites. And sooner or later, that hypocrisy gun is going to be pointed back at you, and you will be guilty. And I would like to... Th- now, I do know, having a father who was a minister, and once he died, I saw church-going people who claimed they were people of God turn their back on my mother, mistreat her, go against what my father's wishes were for his church, and steal it out from underneath her. So church people are no better than any, believe me, my dad's church, I thought those were all good people. The moment my dad died, I saw the fact that honestly 95% of them were awful, evil human beings. I saw it with my own eyes. I I, I think that... You know, if your church is flooded, I don't understand how you're supposed to use that. I don't as, know what as, you're going to do. Now, I think you can make an argument of, well, financially, what is Joel Osteen doing? Capable of doing? Of, right. Yes. I think, I think you're getting into territory yes. there. But even at that point, now, you know, I think a, a, a preacher, a, a man of God, different than a pro athlete. But it's like, when am I going to come for James Harden next? And when am I going to say, like, all right, well, hey, you're McDonald's. Does McDonald's have to stay open and give out free, free, free cheeseburgers? JJ. Watt is out on there on the front lines raising money. I know I'm sure some other athletes are, but yes, I'm taking your point. I know it was it Anheuser Busch that said, "Look, we're going to stop making beer. We're going to send cans of water right now." I, I don't understand that. This we're going to we're, we're going to stop making beer. No, you're not. Why are you going to stop making beer? Why don't you just send water? Why do you have to take the time to change the Budweiser plant into a water plant? To I don't know that. Uh, I, I, there must be something in the line. I, I don't know. Wouldn't it just make more sense to buy Dasani and send it down there as opposed yeah. to like switching up your entire operation? You would think. I mean, you're a pretty big beer company. Just just write the check. And all that is, all that is, is, is them trying look at to us. look at us. Look, look how at good us. I am. Yeah. At, and that's why they put it in those Budweiser water cans. And it's like, oh, it's an Anheuser-Busch water can, dude. All you're doing is getting yourself free publicity out of that. Yeah, I hate to say that, but I mean, it is kind of true.
I guess no bad reason to do the right thing. Right? Right. Right. Now, listen, I'm glad there's water down there. I'm not going to be like, no, send it back. But, like, every news site and every, like, oh, my gosh, Budweiser, they're not even brewing beer anymore. They're not. Well, that seems grossly inefficient to me. And, like, so now the people who work at the the St. Louis Anheuser-Busch plant, they have to change everything around today? I was going to say, I worked at at an Anheuser-Busch plant outside of Modesto, California. So do you mean to tell me they're not making beer today because of what's happening in Houston? I don't. That doesn't make sense. I, I mean, maybe I, I think it's probably the one plan. And look, I, I dude, I'm a, I, I like Budweiser products. I, I don't want to be putting Budweiser in the crosshairs of anything. You know what I mean? I'm just, you know, that is one of the people who has stepped up and tried to help and, and try to do things here. But I understand why people want to knock Joel Austin down. It's like, dude, anytime you act that pious and, and it looks as if that you're not holding up your end, people are going to look to like throw stones back at you. And that's to be expected. It, at least wait for the facts, though. But if the building's flooded, what do you want them to do? Now, the money issue, y- you got them on that one. Because honestly, and my dad would have told you, that no man of God, no no good, trustworthy man of God should have acquired that much wealth. That's what my dad would do. My dad, I, I used to beg him all the time, dude, sell out. Go be, a, go be one of these TV guys. And he would always say to me, Daniel, I am an honest true man of God. And, dude, there is no reason for me to acquire such wealth. But where's that line? I mean, like, well, is, that, is a house too much? Is a car too well, much? Well, I mean, is, I, again, you know? as a non-believer, I would push back on that. And he would say, well, God would want me to raise my children in safety, which is why the house is okay. It's why it's okay for me to send you to good schools. Is you don't need he, cable. He would want, right. I mean, I, that's what, I mean, I, again, I would have these arguments at home. And you don't need, you don't need like a premium house to be safe. Like there's plenty, there's plenty ah. of, there's plenty of ways you can My neighborhood back. was safer than a lot. So yes, where you live can, uh, can give you more safety, especially while I was growing up. Neighborhoods are worse overall now, but when I was growing up, if you lived in a decent neighborhood, you were totally, dude, we didn't lock my doors. But look at what your experiences in life are. You know what I'm saying? Like, was it really that much safer? Well, no, I found danger. I mean, you know what I mean? But but danger didn't come to my doorstep the way it does in a lot of bad neighborhoods, which is why I believe he felt like you could acquire a house. Certain day-to-day things. He didn't, he didn't believe that a man of God should acquire six houses and multiple cars and hundreds of millions of dollars and not disperse it back out to the congregation and take care of the people who were trying to follow the word of God. He just didn't view it that way. So I'm telling you, if my dad was running the, the, this church of Houston or whatever they call it down there, honestly, we, he would have been doing something and getting people in that building. So I will say, I think Joel Austin could be doing probably more than what he is doing. But if there's feet of if there's feet of water in there, I, dude, I, I'm, the law is not going to let you put people in that building. It's just the way it is. So I think we got to dial down the the rhetoric and like the attacking. But that's what social media is now. All it is is a way for you to take out your anger on somebody else doing something that does not directly affect you. Thank you so much for logging in. More Sansbury Show right around the corner and Stark County Fair tickets. We'll give you those next on Rock 106.9. Please relax. This will be painless. The Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Hey, guys, you got Stansbury here. People ask me all the time, Stansbury, where can I find a job that will supply me with enough money to pay my bills? Well, if you're a licensed medical insurance agent, Truebridge is that place. They're a Trazac company, and they're looking to hire you. They're in North Canton, and they're looking for caring people that want to help seniors understand Medicare options and choose the plan that will be best for them. If you don't have your... 69. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9.
We have teamed up with TD's Tailgate Grill for football season. You'll actually be able to find me this Thursday night from 7.30 to 9.30. I'll be hanging out at TD's, their late cable location, for uh, the first Ohio State game. We were going to invite Fantone, but he is an Ohio State hater. Hater. So he will be picking up a few of these during the NFL season while we'll be out there for Sunday for the NFL games. But since this was an Ohio State game and Fantone hates the Buckeyes, I was like, yeah, you should probably stay home for this one. So join me this Thursday, 7.30, to 9.30, TD's Tailgate Grill, Lake Cable. Did I say it right, Scott? Did I say it right? That guy, dude, let me just tell you, Fantone, you think twice before entering in with that guy. I love him, but he's just a little bit like your mom. Like, did you do it? Did you do it? Did you do it? Like, he's a little bit like your mom. Good dude. But we'll see you out there Thursday night, 7.30 night. Scott works here, by the way, too. He's not just some guy who owns restaurants. So, like, I know him on a personal level, so I can bust his balls like that. There's a new internet fad that I think parents might want to know about, especially as your kids are heading back to school. And so, like, parental experts, whatever those might be, are, are warning your parents, you parents anyway, of a recent rise of a social media trend called roasting. Now, a lot of the critics consider this to be harmful or cyberbullying, Phantom. Now, what I think makes this different is that these kids themselves are asking to be roasted. And again, it means exactly what you think it means. Like, much like you see, like, the roast of Donald Trump or, like, the roast of Hugh Hefner on Comedy Central. This is what they're doing. So what they're doing is, is young people are posting videos or photos of themselves via, you know, their Instagram or YouTube or Reddit or Twitter, whatever the social media platform is. doesn't really matter. And then they're using the hashtag roast me. And then what happens is, is that friends or maybe even people you don't know are going to, because it's again, it's a hashtag. So you can kind of search that and see a bunch of people posting through it are then take turns insulting the person who's then posted the original photo and or video. Now, again, it's the Internet. So some of these things can be, you know, pretty simple and easy or. You get strangers involved who don't know somebody. Obviously, dude, this is you're trying to be insulted. People are going to be better at insulting some other people. And some of this stuff is going a little too far. And so one teenager told ABC News, look, adults don't know about this. This is totally a kid thing. And I'll tell kids that your parents are smarter than you think they are. You you know why your parents search your room when you're not there? It's because they're smarter than you. Because they've already been 16. And, you know, I mean, you know, technology Duh. is is different now than it has been in the past. So I don't know if your parents necessarily were able to, you know, have a an online roast me or the hashtag necessarily didn't exist. But like making fun of people isn't a new like, no. man, adults they don't know anything about this. Another teen explained uh, to the news that roasting is about 50 50 split, good natured and fun and then being mean to another person. Middle schoolers even told them that they do not participate during in the trend themselves. They have seen it affect the lives of those around them, saying that some other children from their school were compared to animals online when they were roasted. Well, again, but you're being at, you're, you're asking people to do this to you. If you're walking behind somebody in the, in the hallway at school and you just start mooing, that's awful. But if you ask to be roasted, you can't expect people to stay within the bounds of you of what you think is acceptable. But you you got to look at this from the from a twelve year old. You know what I mean? Like you're looking at this as an adult, where it's like, well, of course I said. 
set myself up for this where a 12 year old doesn't necessarily understand. I didn't think it would go that far. I didn't maybe. think it would go that far. Okay. I didn't think my feelings were going to get hurt. I thought I was tougher than I was. But like now that this is all happening in a reality, it's too much for me. I mean, you're 11. You don't know. Yeah, I guess some of the experts are saying that, you know, if you're already suffering from depression, like a lot of these kids are, that the, a lot of this stuff could send you over the edge. Now, again, I'm probably putting through this, you know, through an adult filter, but like, if you're already depressed, are you going to ask people to make fun of you? I don't think you yeah, probably do that. You probably want the attention. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, Any I attention's better than none? I don't, yeah. I, I mean, once again, you're looking at that from, from like a grown man of, well, I don't want the drama. I don't want the headache. But kids don't have perspective on that. I'll stuff. tell you what I find hilarious about this right now. And I'm not a kid, so that obviously changes this a little. But what's happening right now in the cars and at your desk right now as I'm talking to you about this, what a lot of you are saying to, you, to yourselves is, well, that's not right. And yet the moment I say something you don't like, the wild ass things that you're willing to call or say about me, a public figure, you're, you're going to do it. So I don't, I, I find that very interesting because I, I, dude, when you're a public figure like this, people don't view you as a human being. I'm not a human to you. I'm just some dude who gets you through your workday. And believe me, I recognize that when people send me messages and the like, cause I'm like, wow, dude, like I have feelings too, dick. Like, I don't know if you should have said that to me. As a, you know, as, as, as an adult who's decided this is the jobs that we're going to comes have, with it. it comes with it. And now listen, now when you're a 12 year old and you say, and when you use hashtag roast me, you can say, well, it comes, comes with, with it. it, but you're not, a, you're, you're not, you don't know you're 12. You're just a sixth grader. It's 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 a lot easier for you and I because. And the truth is, is that I've had this done now for 15 years. So now it's I'm hardened to it. Like now I expect it. Now I don't care. This isn't something that just happened to me a year ago. Like if I was a new broadcaster, it would be harder. So like essentially, you're making a pretty good point because roast me is like this is something happening to you now. It's like you haven't been doing this 10 years. Right. But if I was um. I, I, was it Rowan Atkinson who did Mr. Bean? Was that that guy's name? Yeah. He said the other day uh, about this. He's like, we gotta. He's like, you gotta relax. Making fun of people is okay. It's sharpened sense of humor. Yeah, I mean, making fun of people is okay. There's no question about that. But there's a line there, and somewhere along that line, people are going to cross it. So you, you do need to protect your kids from that. It's not like you need to wrap them in bubble wrap. But like, if if this is turning into online harassment, if this is turning into you know cruelty, I understand understand why that's a step too far for people if i was raising a kid today and i'm not but if i was raising a child today and this was happening and somebody like verbally assaulted my son or daughter online and it was unprovoked i would be angry but if i came home and my kid was crying in their bedroom over the fact that they got too much harsh reviews on their roast me post i would look at my kid and say the same thing my dad used to say to me well yeah daniel are you an idiot what you think was going to happen you asked strangers to make fun of you and now you're pissed that they're doing it like my dad that was my dad's most famous line daniel are you stupid that was like my dad that was like my dad's favorite line every time but because again i was raised in that generation where when something happened to you it was because of something you did nobody else oppressed you or the teacher didn't hate you. It was like, well, no, were you talking in the back room of the class? Then you deserve to get yelled at. But that's, I mean, again, we're changing how we're raising kids these days. And I can disagree with it all we want, but, you know, nobody seems to be listening to me. We keep doing this. But if I was raising a kid and they got roasted and they asked for it, then you got what you asked for. That's just me. More Sansbury Show right around the corner. And those Stark County Fair tickets happen next on Rock 1069. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 1069. We have Stark County Fair tickets and tractor pull tickets. I took a beating from the audience this morning for like, not uh, remembering what a tractor pull was, and then I completely forgot. I've actually been to the Nationals down at Bully Green, Ohio. And that's true, dude. When you get down there, dude, you don't even finish Ohio. It's a high. 
It's like, my, dude, my dad, or no, my mom's dad was like a little rednecky like that. It was rubbish. <laughs> what? What is rubbish? And I that. Or window. Out the window. <laughs> no, it's a window. Gonna say, man, for as many problems as as we have with asking a question, right. I, would, I would think that you know, washing something would be just as oh, bad. Oh, he w- he was a washer too. I would think it he, would be just as bad. Yeah, but. no, he washed things too. He did. My mom's dead. Yeah, dude, I hated all that. Made me crazy. Fantone has worked in a million restaurants, a million of them, and there's a restaurant in the Seattle area that's doing something that I think is is good intentioned. And they're trying to do the right thing, but I, as a consumer, would hate it. Okay. All right? And what they're doing is they're worried about ocean pollution and the plastic that ends up in the ocean. You know, we've seen this with, like, the plastic rings that are on, like, a six-pack of soda. Like, you know, uh, fish and stuff get stuck in it. Dolphins get stuck in it. You know, their noses and stuff. You know, whatever that thing's called. And, you know, they'll get stuck in there and the like. Well, I guess drinking straws are a big problem with this, too. And so what a restaurant in the Seattle area is doing is going strawless. For September. Okay. And essentially what they're going to do is they're not going to pass out straws so less stuff gets put in the ocean and the like. Now, again, I am an animal person, right? I love nature shows. I'm like all in on like this show called The Hunt on Netflix. It's like one season and it's all about nature and I love it. I love all that stuff, right? And I am a dog person, so I'm an animal lover, right? But I like me more. You know what I mean? I do. And the idea of putting... Now, I know what somebody's going to say. You go to bars and you drink draft beer. And you're right. There's hypocrisy in what I'm about to say. But the idea of placing my lips on a glass in most restaurants freaks me out. You know how many dishwashers I've met? A lot of them ask me for show stickers. Yeah. <laughs> like, trust me. So it's like, uh, I'm not putting my lips on that. We all use the same silver. Why are you putting that in your mouth? I mean, like at that point, and like honestly, if that's if that's if that's the hangup that you have, dude, you every time you go out to eat, you're being you're 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 you're, you're lying down on that because, like, dude, if that's if that's the most that you're thinking, I mean, what about the spoon? Like, you're putting that I know in your mouth. I know, but 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 again, this is why. I, and again, I told you there's hypocrisy in this. And again, it's me being nuts. It's I I think that you know, but I have to use the spoon. Well, I mean, you I could, have to use the fork. If if you if you were if you were so if it was so vile and disgusting that you couldn't do it, you could either a bring your own or b not eat out. You know what? I, well, yes, that's uh, yes. What I see, although as a guy who uh, as a guy who works on a program that advertises restaurants, I don't recommend you doing that. You go to as many restaurants as you can get your damn hands on. Yeah, you go to as many restaurants as you can get your hands on. But like the amount of times like I've been in a bar. And like turned a pint glass around and saw lipstick still on it. I mean, the plates, the dishes, anything that that's touching your food. I mean, if you think that Freaks if you think out. that it's exclusively, Freaks you know, the out. dishes that are in the front of the house that are gross. Like, what about the stuff in the back of the house that, that they're cooking even with? Seen right? You think I, when was the last time you washed those tongs that you're flipping your burger with? You don't know. You have zero clue, dude. He might have been scratching his butt and then flipping that burger with that spatula. You got no idea on that. So if if that's dude, I don't want butt patties. If if if, if not don't having straws those. and having to put your lips to a glass is enough to turn you off, dude. I don't think you can go to restaurants anymore. You're gonna have a tough time. It freaks me out. I mean, there's there's far freakier things happening out there, man. That's that's I feel like that's small potatoes right there. Now, here's the thing: it's not like this is McDonald's saying this and saying like, oh, pff, 
You're not getting this. It's I'm one sure, restaurant in Seattle. Right. It's one restaurant in Seattle that's probably like, you know. That probably did this so people would be. That's why I'm not giving out the name of it. Vegan, organic, crunched lifestyle that they're like, all right, well, we're not going to do any straws this month to help save the whales. Like, all right. I mean, it's not like it's Burger King. If it was Burger King or McDonald's or something like that, then then you'd have an issue. But, I mean, who cares? Let these let these granola munchers munch the granola. I, uh, you know, the, I'm being asked here, are we really dumping the stuff in the ocean? What happened to landfills? It's like, well, you know, stuff gets moved from here to there and like, you know, trash ends up in the ocean. I mean, well, it's like, I mean, <laughs> I mean, are we really littering? What's all this trash doing out on the streets? Well, I thought there were landfills. not only that, but a lot, a lot of times landfills will take like the excess stuff and they'll put it on a tanker and float it in the water and take it somewhere else. And then stuff blows off. And so, yes, yeah, stuff ends up in the ocean. Do do a community cleanup one time and see what the things oh, you pick up the most. Remember are. that is, is number one. You're going to have cigarette butts and tobacco products and like cigarette stuff like that and, and number packaging two, yeah. number two is going to be Coke un- bottles. unhealthy drinks it is yeah. it's going to be it's going to be monster energy drink bottles that got thrown out the window it's going to be mcdonald's cups it's going to be stuff like that so i mean what litter isn't a thing because landfills exist <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Yeah, that that's. I mean, do remember we did that cleanup of what was it? That was the shore area, right? Didn't we do that? Correct. A couple of years ago. Yeah. Yeah. What was uh what, what what was weird about doing that that community cleanup that day is fifteen minutes later you could have no idea we were there we were there doing it that was that was a long eye opening day that day but I felt good about myself actually cleaning up that park a little bit as I have to drive by it every single day we do have Star County Fair tickets and tractor pool tickets yeah absolutely let's do those right now we'll take caller twenty at one eight hundred two four three seven six two five and then get you hooked up with a trip out to Vegas for the iHeartRadio Music Festival that's next on Rock one zero six nine please relax. This will be painless. The Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Hey, guys, you got Stansberry here. People ask me all the time, Stansberry, where can I find a job that will supply me with enough money to pay my bills? Well, if you're a licensed medical insurance agent, Truebridge is that place. They're a Trazac company, and they're looking to hire you. They're in North Canton, and they're looking for caring people that want to help seniors understand Medicare options and choose the plan that will be best for them. If you don't have your... I actually already have a pretty good uh, submission for next week. So remind me of that when I say next week I don't have one because we do. Gotcha. All right. So remind me of that, Phantom, because we do have it. And I'm excited to start this this week's episode. And I will take this opportunity because I love victory lapping when I'm right. Right? I love victory lapping when I'm right. And so I feel as if it's important to call myself out when I'm wrong. And I once upon a time had said that Taylor Swift leaving the country format and going full-blown pop was a huge mistake, and it was going to backfire. And I was way, way, way wrong on that one. She has ended up making a bigger splash in the pop format than she ever did. I just didn't know she was going to have this kind of range, this kind of songwriting, and this kind of stuff in her. I just didn't know that when it was, you know, when all we had was You Belong With Me, you just didn't know that. Um, you know, I mean, there's plenty of crossover artists in the world, but she like really removed herself from from country and did put herself fully into pop, and it 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 you know it's a and, and don't get me wrong, country is a very big format, but I think when it comes to mainstream some success, like pop music is where you get made, like that's that's you know, why country artists are right. watering down their music and making pop records. It's because that's where the money is, and so I just wanted to take a minute there and like throw myself under the bus because I had thought that that was a huge mistake and it ended up being a huge windfall for. Her her but she's got this new song out now and i haven't heard it yet i've gone out of my way not to hear it like anytime i was listening to another radio station i was like hey we're gonna play the new taylor so i was like nope i'm out i have not heard this yet and uh i am a huge taylor swift fan i'll be honest with you i am a total swifty i'm all in right 
And um, But I'm hearing even her fan base is having issues with this record. This is called Look at What You Made Me Do. And I'm guessing this is like this is like an angst filled record towards what an ex-lover or is this kanye west or like well, like what's happening towards here? all the haters all the haters so this is shake it off part two i guess okay here we go look at what you made me do by taylor swift it has parts that are redeeming but i know what her fan base is upset about okay the video is online at wrqk.com there's issues that people have with the video too we'll get to that here in a second Tilted stage, the role you made me play of the fool. No, I don't like you. I don't like your perfect crime. How you laugh when you lie. Okay, you I'll tell you what's crazy. And she's got beef with this woman. But this sounds more to me like a Katy Perry song than it does to Taylor Swift. Now, we just started it. But that sounds more like down of what Katy Perry does than Taylor. And if by that you mean a, a not stiff, as good, I was gonna say <laughs> not I was as good, say not a hit record. No, and- once, dude, honestly, dude, Katy Perry is like Samson. She cut her hair, and now everything sucks. How you laugh when you lie. You said the gun was mine. Isn't cool. No, I don't like you. But I got smarter. I got harder in the nick of time. Well, I don't hate that. Yeah, I think this part's okay. Yeah, I like that. Then she loses it all right there. Well, I don't hate that the way you do. Look what you made me do. Look what you just made me do. Look what you just made me do. I don't like your kingdom This part though, yeah, I mean the chorus isn't isn't terrible. This is pretty good. The beat's great. Yeah, I don't hate it. What you made me do. Feel like this is okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't hate that. See, I feel lucky now because I read for two for like a week. All I read was like how terrible it is, and I hadn't heard it, and so I was like, and so now, like, I was expecting this to be the worst record I've ever heard, and it's not, and so like, I kind of like it. So, 
I guess she's in the video and she's in a bathtub filled with jewels and she has like jewels wrapped around her fingers and she's like pointing like making like a gun gesture and I guess people are linking this to like when uh, Kim Kardashian was shoved in the bathtub and they robbed her at gunpoint of all those jewels and now people are like coming across against Taylor like this is way too far that was traumatizing what are you doing and I mean I gotta admit I mean Mocking somebody for being robbed at gunpoint doesn't seem right. Yeah, I was going to say there's plenty of things that you can mock Kanye West and Kim in- Kardashian over right. and have be 100% in bounds. What's what's the victory there? That- Especially as somebody who's so anti-bullying and so like, right. oh, I'm I'm you know, I'm a good person. I, I, that 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 is above past the line. I, I have to admit that feels beneath Taylor Swift to me. Like that feels more petty than what I would expect her to do. Now I know she does it in her songs a lot. She calls out the guys that you know bang her and leave a lot. But I mean that's her platform. Oh, and dude, I mean, welcome to being a songwriter. Right. I mean, yeah. welcome to being twenty four years old. Again, like. dude, most of the stories I tell you are about my life, and dude, there was a woman involved in that. And so you know what I mean? It's not necessarily that. It's just that this is what her life is, and that's where her art comes from. I'm sorry, the old Taylor can't come to the phone right now. Why? Oh, because she's dead. Look what you made me do. I feel like that all sounds ridiculous. That was forced for Taylor. Yeah, I didn't love that. Look what you made me do. Look what you made me do. Look what you just made me do. Look what you just made me do. Look what you made me do. I think the beat's great. I don't know who produced it, but it's great. Look what you just made me do. Oh, there's the new Taylor Swift. Look at what you made me do. Phantom, give me the vote. Eh, it's half a turn. Um, it's just too far out of her wheelhouse of what she is and what her voice is capable of. For her to try to throw that like sultry sounding like I'm a badass, it doesn't come across right. It doesn't sound right. It doesn't- I mean, she's Miss Sundress. So right. like that, that that does seem like a big swing, you know. And like I mean, uh, songs in her past. I mean, yes, they're you know serious songs, but at the same time, they have that like lightness to them, and that's who you are. And like, listen, I understand artists; they want to reinvent themselves and they mature as people or whatever. But it just came out flat to me, and it came out came out kind of boring too. So eh, it wasn't the worst song in the world, but I'm gonna say after new Taylor Swift video online at wrqk.com. Check it out there; you can see the uh, the dig at Kim Kardashian if you haven't seen that yet. I'm gonna go the other way, dude. I'm going to vote. Again, I, I've heard for a week how bad it was, and honestly, I didn't think it was that bad. I'm going to vote not a turd on it. Not a turd! I think certain artists have the ability to take a song that's probably more closer to half a turd and still make it a hit, and I think Taylor definitely has that popularity. I think that song's going to end up being a pretty big hit for her. Uh, yeah, not a turd on the new Taylor Swift. We have the new Luke Bryan. Light it up. That's next on Rock 106.9. Please relax. This will be painless. The Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Hey guys, you got Stansberry here. You know Labor Day weekend is a huge on-sale date. If you're looking to buy a new product, Labor Day weekend can be a fantastic time to do it. And buying cars is no different. And my buddies down at the Wakeham Auto Mile, the Wakeham Auto family, have put a huge selection of pre-owned cars on sale for you. Now listen to this. They're talking zero money down and just $200 a month for your car payment. I drive a Honda Accord, and you can get into a Honda Accord right now with zero money down and $200 per month. 
that is a fantastic deal. If you're unaware, Wakeham can be found on the Wakeham Auto Mile. That's at West Tuscan Lincoln Way between Canton and Maslin. They're also online for you at Wakeham.com. Fantastic website, and you can search through a huge selection of their inventory at Wakeham.com. If you're in the market for a new car, Labor Day weekend is really the best time to be shopping. Wakeham can also put you in a Hyundai Sonata, just $200 a month with zero money down. If you're in the market for a car, check out my friends on the Wakeham Auto Mile at West Tuscan Lincoln Way between Canton and Maslin. Do what I did. Save the Wakeham Way. <laughs> I'll pay the price. All right. They, uh, I, I did not like that song. But Luke Bryan's got a new one out, and it's called Light It Up. Now, I, again, thought that this was going to be very much along the lines of Jason Aldean's When the Lights Come On. Like, here's like the start of the show. Or what was that that Fallout Boy song? Light it up, light, light it up, up, light up, 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 and my like, songs yeah, know getting pumped, right? My songs know what you did last summer, or whatever yeah, the, hell, the name of that song was, or whatever. But this is all about like texting somebody and lighting their phone up. That's the real country lifestyle. That is, yeah, that yeah, is. yeah. No, that cricket wireless. Real country. <laughs> Dude. Real car, get yourself a dip ring. Come out. Yeah, man. It's not just the crickets in the cornfields. It's the crickets <laughs> and it's the cricket wireless is, is what the country life's all about. Here's Luke Bryan's light it up. Slowing things down. Yeah. Doing it for the ladies one time. Take that dipper out. Big dipper. One time. <laughs> we ain't talking about no consolation stands, Barry. Come out. I open my eyes, reach for the phone. Not a word from you, baby It don't leave my sight Since we had that fight Can't remember, but maybe I blew you up in the middle of the night again You were drinking with your friends You ignored it, but you got it I get so neurotic about it, baby Dude, I have always said this That there's only so much artistic expression in any one artist pen right right now i know they pull from other songwriters and the like i know that but i feel like there's only so many albums in any one particular artist and i think we may be reaching the breaking point with luke bryan we might be there baby it don't leave my sight since we had that fight can't remember, but maybe, maybe I blew you up in the middle of the night again. <laughs> so bad. Drinking with your friends. You ignored it, but, but you, you got, got it. it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so neurotic about it, baby. Cause I know you're reading your phone. I can't. Well, of course she is, dude. And that's the thing. Everybody's like, oh, maybe I didn't get that text. Yes, you did. What are you talking everybody, about? Everybody has always. gotten every text in the history of text. You always have your phone on you. And now better or worse, dude. I mean, there is like, I, I decided not to respond to you. Like, you're going to have to deal with that. Bitch, it Brian. says delivered on my screen. I know you got it. Help, I'm going crazy. Thinking you might not be all alone. She ain't. She's in another Dodge Durango getting railed out. One time now, Stansbury. Kick the dust up. Dust the armadillo one time. Oh, my Gah. God. If you're looking for my love, light it up. I hope I see one of them red lipstick. I miss you pictures. I'm on your clock. You're in control. You want me now, baby. Go figure. My world's at the tips of your fingers. I get so nervous. No 
wonder she left this dude. Right. Like, honestly. Because you're yeah. a whiny pansy. Right. If you're just going to sit there and be like, oh, take me back. I wish you would text me. I'm going to text you 800 times before you text me back. You wonder why she left you, bro. Come on. You're a sad loser. She's a loser. <laughs> you know you're Getting stuffed. She doesn't care. She doesn't care about you. Nope. Jason Aldean and Cole Swindell just spit roasting her. Tag teaming it, dude. Two on one. Dirk's Bentley in the on deck circle just waiting to be put in the game. You gotta wonder about that, right? Because these dudes now I think Luke Bryan's actually married and I think he's actually a oh, decent guy. Yeah, I'm sure, like yeah. I think his he's brother his brother or his wife's brother or somebody died and they took all their kids in and all that stuff. But like when artists write these kind of songs, like you gotta wonder about that. Because they're all dating inside that same circle. So like, is she now in Cole Swindell's bed and is he writing that song? Like you gotta wonder like who who this chick is. Put out three albums in a year and a half. Like, dude, that's dude. When I was growing up, now again, like, get off my lawn. But when I was growing up, your favorite, it took two years before a record would come out. It's a rap artist, man. I mean, honestly, how long does it take? I mean, when you're, I mean, you're not writing these songs. It's no, not like it's like Luke Bryan sitting around just trying to trying to get it out of his pen. So it's like, dude, dude, hey, here's here's fifty songs. Record them all. We'll make three albums out of it and be and, done, and we'll move on with. And our that's lives. why every Iron Maiden record was good. It's because they took they painstakingly went over every song to make sure they were good. That doesn't happen anymore. He's a bad singer on top of it all. Like right. He's not a great no. singer. He's a good performer and all that, but he's not a great singer. I'm being told that his show at Progressive Field wasn't actually all that full. Uh, a guy that listens to us had nosebleed seats, and they actually bumped him up and put him in the lower bowl to fill it. I'm surprised, man. Honestly, I mean, Progressive's hard. It's not an easy place to no, sell out. No, but no, at no. the same time, like you thought this dude was the guy that could do it. I think a lot of shows this year, though, it was like, how did that not sell out, right? T- t- ticket prices, I would imagine, is pro- pro- you know probably part of it. I-, I mean, I know when I went and saw Jason Aldean at Progressive, I don't think it was sold out. I, I mean, it may it didn't look it anyway. I mean, there were pl- I mean, you know, people show up late or whatever it is and all that. I mean, but it didn't. It felt like that venue was a little bit big for that even. And uh, so, give me the vote there on the new. It's one. a turn. That was awful, dude. I mean, that really was. I understand that that's a universal thing that everybody has gone through of like the frustration of you broke up with somebody and now. You feel like well, you are losing, you know, your grasp on them, and you think you have this like, well, if I just send this text, she's gonna send something. No, back. if I just it's, post this Facebook status, she's gonna send something no. back. Oh, if I call her one more time, she's finally gonna answer. No, you know what no, it is? She's not. No, like clean up your side of the street. Get your game under control. If you're overly expressing yourself via social media, dude, the woman is at home laughing, laughing, at you, laughing. Gagging. I'm speaking from experience. I've done this. I have made this mistake. 
mistake and have been told, yeah, dude, you used to be a man, but now you're just a whiny puss all over social media, and I'm definitely not coming back to you now. Own your side of the street. Clean your game up. Don't whine on records. Jesus, yeah, Luke Bryan, that was bad. Bad, bad, bad turd. It's a turd. I'm sure it won't get that much better with new POD. Soundboy Killer up next on Rock 106. Less afraid of going at him. I don't know if that has anything to do with injury or what, but... I heard somebody say from camp the other day from like the dude that Joe Hayden might be the third best cornerback on the team. And again, here's, here's the tweet from Jason Lockenfora. Hearing from multiple teams that the Browns are aggressively trying to trade cornerback Joe Hayden. Very, very motivated to move his contract. Um, Interesting. I was going to say clearing up money. Interesting. And the Browns probably understand that right now you're not going to get better return on investment for him. Not after this year. He ain't getting better. You know what I'm saying? Not getting younger. It's not like he's going to find a new step. So, gay. hats off to the Browns for making moves there. I thought thought Fantone would be interested to hear that because you've been a Joe Hayden hater. Yeah, I hope they get a a good return on him. Um, Something else I just saw on social media that was uh, part of the show earlier, uh, Joel Osteen, the the, 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 the Mega, the mega preacher. Yeah. He is now opening up his church to uh, I don't know, whatever. Now, now, yeah. the, now the social media content the rest of the day will be he had to be dragged, dragged into doing into it. it. Right. That, that will be what, what we spend all day bitching at him for. And there is a little bit of, uh, of a legit point there. We're nearing the end of New Turd Tuesday. We already played you the new Taylor Swift. Fantone and I were uh, split on that. He voted half a turd. I voted not a turd on, on the new T-Swizzle. And then we had the new Luke Bryan for <laughs> you. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That happened. And then we had the new Luke Bryan light it up and we were in agreement there, pretty much holding hands during that. That was a turd. Pretty bad, there. That was pretty, pretty bad. bad. And now we have a band who we haven't heard a lot from in a long while. And I was always a big fan. Eh, big fan is probably a stretch, but I was always a, a fan of this band. I felt like Youth of the Nation is a song, honestly, that should be played pretty much daily here at Rock 106.9. I like P.O.D. I always have. You're good. And uh, their new song is called Soundboy Killer. Do I get a whoosh Oh, yeah, right here. Right? Do I get one of those? Come on, give me a whoosh Ah, Damn it. Missed opportunity there. Has that sound that they're familiar Their south with? Their sound, yeah. song for them right i can't figure out what it's about <laughs> like who's he like he's out there killing people with his lyrics i guess yeah i don't know i i don't know if that's just a general like, i'm having a hard time following along i'm so good that i'm the sound boy killer i i mean you know sometimes people are just boastful to be boastful and pod is one of those bands i think that when they came out and said they were like a Christian band, I think that was a pretty vogue thing to do. Like that's when 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 Christian metal was kind of like 
surging, and it was like, all right, we're doing this. And then I think years later, they were like, eh, we were just kind of kidding about that. Oh, really? And so it just seems to me like they're like, oh, hey. I always took Alive as like a, a well, it was is a rebirth in Christ song. Oh, yes, I mean one hundred percent. But I don't think that that's necessarily moving away from it. Like yeah. Creed kind of did, right? Like that's that's not necessarily what they wanted to do was just exclusively write songs about Jesus. Oh, well, good. I would agree that that's a bad system. I mean, is he talking? Is, I can't assume that Soundboy Killer is about like I don't know Abraham to, or something, right? I, I think I'm bringing too much of my personal history into this, but working at a concert venue the way I do, and a lot of artists get mad at the guy working the soundboard during sound check, and they're like, "Dude, don't kill my buddy Corey. He's good at this job. Don't kill Corey." You know what? This uh, I'm hearing from Twitter, and he's right about this. That dude, uh, this guy uh, Dan seems to like it, and it reminds him of old saliva. Which I agree. This does sound like a saliva record. That does sound like Josie Scott to me. I always like saliva too. I thought they were better than people gave him credit for. Oh, I like that. That should be the motto of this show. We give you what you need, not what you ask for. Oh, I like it. I'm making shirts. It's 10 years too late. Yeah, I mean... You know what I mean? Like, that style of song was huge for about three years, a decade ago, and I'm just not sure you're going to find the audience for it right now. Probably 15 years ago when this sound was really something, right? I mean... Don't remind me how old I am. I was going to say, 2007. I don't think anybody was bumping this. It just sounds to me like somebody was like, yo, hey, you guys remember that band P.O.D.? And they're like, yeah, well, write a song like them. They're like, wait a second, we are P.O.D. Like, <laughs> it just makes me want to go listen to, like, fundamental elements here. where Like old P.O.D., yeah. yeah. We have a video from, like, a live recording session in the studio making the song. You want to check that out, WRQK.com is how you do that. Bet you a dollar he's wearing a basketball jersey. Just one of those adults that's always wearing a basketball jersey, tattooed all the way up. Dude, there is nothing more white trash than a 35-year-old guy in a, in, in a basketball jersey. Oh, my God. You just know. Dude, you know. You, I don't even have to tell you. You're standing behind that guy waiting for scratch-offs right now. You know that guy. I know, polar pops are the best, I know. They have so much of that island sound where they're talking about wood boy tings, sound killer, sound selector. Yeah, what is up with that? I don't know. But that, they always yell stuff like that in those island sounding songs. Sound boy killer! I don't hate DJ it though. DJ selector! I don't hate it.
Unload the clip there, Peter. There it is. Uh, that's Soundboy Killer by Peter. Uh, Phantom, give me the vote there. Eh, it's mm. half a turn. Um, definitely not a hit record. Not even close to that, dude. If you think you're getting onto a radio station with that POD, you are sorely mistaken. Um, I will say, like I, I, I kind of said, is 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 it makes me want to listen to old POD. It kind of gives me that like excitement from 2002 or whenever they were kind of a thing. Um, but I think it's earlier than that. But I mean, why? I mean, it's been a while but, since they were a thing. But, but I, I guess if here's what it boils down to with that song is if I made a Limp Biscuit station on iHeartRadio and that came up, I'm not turning it off. Right. But at the same time. I'm going to be like, eh, I'll go listen to old POD. That's all it's going to do. I, dude, we completely agree. I, that's the same thing. Like, it would not make me like, like if I was cleaning my house listening to iHeartRadio. Right. And it came on, it's not so bad that I got to go and like change it because I'm like, oh, God, that's bad. I would sit through it, but I don't want to listen to it again. So I got to vote half a turd on that too. Yeah. Eh, it's mm. half a turd. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's a meh record. Meh. It's just kind of what it is. We do have a local out of Carrollton, Ohio now. A band called Discord, and the song is called Ohio. Now, we've heard from Discord before, haven't we? I don't know. Maybe? Possibly? Second appearance? I don't know. I feel yeah. like after listening to this, we're going to wish we never had. <laughs> Get it. Can't live without you. Well, you can definitely live with bringing the levels down a little yeah. bit, guys. I understand that you're, you're a loud band, but geez, listen to that distortion. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, the modulation is bad. I think I've seen these dudes play Buzzbin before. Cool. They do have a show on October 28th, a CD release party Halloween show at the Virginia Lounge in Carrollton. Nice. And then November 18th, you'll be able to see him in Buzzman. Nice. So if you're a Discord fan, November 18th, head up to Buzzman. Check that show out. It's always a good time at Buzzman. I like that bar. Even if Discord's playing. <laughs> Just kidding, guys. You guys are awesome. You're the number one, the best band ever. I disagree. This part's cool. Like, yeah, it's cool enough. You gotta judge it on a curve because of the production. I mean, we always say that. I like this dude screaming too. You know what's weird about the screaming in songs now is that I still love the songs I have always loved with that kind of screaming in it. I don't have a whole lot of room left for new stuff that does that. Stansberry's teenage angst is out. Yeah, no, I'm getting to the point where it's like, you know what, dude? Life's not that bad. What the hell am I so mad about? Life's pretty good. At the very least. Two I mean, good jobs, got a nice car, nice apartment. Dude, things are good. What am I screaming about? I don't have the energy for that. Right. I'm old, dude. Barely have the energy to masturbate. What am I screaming about? Golf game's getting better. I got nothing to be angry about. I would like to hear a good produced yeah, version man, of this. Man, oh man. Sorry for playing this on the radio, guys. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't sound like that in my office yesterday. Ah, well, maybe that's the problem. Maybe, yeah. like, as the transfer happened. Lost some audio quality there. Maybe it was never put in. It's possible. Out of Carrollton, the band's called Discord, the song's Ohio. 
I wish I could hear the lyrics a little bit more. I'd like to know what Ohio's all about here. Me too. Because I think you just called it that so we'd play it. Okay. I mean, we're suckers. Yeah, dude. Send us something that says can. We'll be like, yeah, sure. We'll play it. We don't care. I think this is the end of it. I thought we were going to kick in with something else, but is, is that the end of it? And we're slowly transitioning to the end. It's called a fade in the industry. I would, uh, I would, I would hate to clap for the end of a local. Stop <laughs> it! I would hate to clap for that. But uh, there's, uh, there's Discord out of Carrollton, Ohio. Fanto, give me the vote. <laughs> it's half a turn. Um, and now here's the thing, guys. Obviously, there's some problems with the mix. There's some problems with that. But like, there's something there as a song. I just, I, I, I just had a hard time hearing it. I guess. Uh, there's something there in a song. Give it to friends of yours that know how to play instruments Stop and it. see what Jeez, they can do with please, it. Dude. I'm gonna. I know. I always take so much heat from the audience for being too nice to local right, bands. Let them have it. And so I'm always being told you're too nice to the local bands. And here's the thing. I did not like that song. So, dude, I got to vote turd on that one. It's a turd. Sorry. Sorry, Carrollton. Sorry, all all of Carrollton, please don't hate me. Please still like me. Log on to WRQK.com. If you missed anything, you'll be able to podcast it shortly after 10 a.m. Teresa will get you hooked up with another trip out to you, uh, Las Vegas for the iHeartRadio Music Festival. She'll do that for you at 11 is when you get your next keyword. Aside from that, we're done for the day. Be back live tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 106.9. Have a great day.